In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates romance that dials it up to 11. I'm Melody Carlisle. Jenny is off scheming some truly incredible things that we'll tell you about as soon as we can. Don't worry, Temple members, you'll know before anyone else. The Temple of Defiant Joy is our member program, like Patreon, where you can get more recaps from Jenny and me, author spotlights, video episodes, the Bunkers Book Club, custom art, and so much more. We love our little community of joy-seeking weirdos. You're one of us. This week, Joanna Shoup came down from on high and blessed us with some dirty mafia romance that I am officially obsessed with. So here's Dark Mafia Prince by Annika Martin. <laughs> Joanna Shoup is here. <gasps> Joanna Shoup, you saucy minx. Oh my gosh. I We lured her back. I'm so excited to do this, to do the thing. You brought us the treatiest treat. I tried. I know nothing. I have no idea what kind of adventure we are getting into oh, today. Oh it could gosh. be anything. It, it's going to be anything. It's going to be everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what's great about these mafia romances is that a lot of them are bonkers. I mean, it's just the whole oeuvre is just... A sea of bonkers. It's delicious. They almost like have to be. It comes with the territory. So is that your definition of bonkers? Like more the mafia definition than the like extra appendages definition? <laughs> um, I think for me, bonkers is, you know, I've read like both of you, I have read a lot. So give me something I haven't seen before. Make mm. my jaw fall open you know, just really take me on a wild ride. That's to me, like that is bonkers. If, if an author gives me like a, 
a moment where I just kind of gasp, but I'm like, no, they did not. Like that to me is truly bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And everybody has a different level, right? Like everybody has a different sense of what makes your jaw fall open. My yeah. tolerance is pr pretty high. But, right. um, you know, for me, that feels like a good barometer of just something I haven't seen before, something that really shocks me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember the last time you felt that way? Um, I think probably the last book that I read where I just really, I felt like the author went there was Praise by Sarah Kate. Ooh. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it is the father of her ex-boyfriend. And okay, I think I read the blurb hires, for this the other it night. Is so Jenny, it is so okay. Good. <laughs> he hires secretaries. I did read the blurb for this workers, the other night. Yeah, sex workers to pose as secretaries, mm -hmm. and he thinks that his son's ex girlfriend is one of these women, like coming to you know spend the day, like basically on her knees, you know, at his side. Like blowing him at his desk? No, it's more like he <laughs> wants to like kind of degrade them. Ooh. And then it is, I don't want to like give too much away. It sounded it very really like the like, movie Secretary, but like yes. sexier. Ooh, yes. Hot. 100%. If you like the movie Secretary, this I is did. the book for you. Yeah, this is the book for you. And uh, it's very well written. And I just felt like for me, that was kind of like, oh, no, no, no. But I, I mean, I tore through that. Whoa. So. so he so it starts by him like miss like it starts with a, a miss, not a miscommunication, but like he thinks that she's somebody that she's not and treats her accordingly. It, yeah, it opens with like the <laughs> her and the boyfriend breaking up because yeah, I think the boyfriend cheats on her. So, yeah, you know, he's we a have dog. to make him yeah. terrible. And he there's like rent money involved and she she goes to the dad to get something Ooh. about the money. Who cares? To get half of the rent? Money. Yeah. Oh, golly, like dad, about money. Your, your boy is such a scoundrel and I need you to make good on it. Daddy. <laughs> um, and of course, he he owns a sex. He owns a sex club with yes, three other dudes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and you know, she shows up and he has no really no idea who she is and thinks because this is something he regularly do does. And the guys from his club send them, you know, sometimes send him women yeah, yeah, um, to yeah, act as the totally. secretary. So this is like a regular thing. So he just, yeah, it's really fun. Oh, I, thought I am excited. Golly, what a what a delight. We'll have to yeah, put I that mean, on the I, list. <laughs> I read the blurb and I, I sent it to, you know, Nisha Sharma and, and, Sarah does, yeah. and some other people and I was like this book hits so many of my buttons that I don't even my head is exploding like I don't even know what to do so yeah that was a now good it's one. just a question of who's going to come and do it with us yeah right well, like I don't know ah who's gonna come out swinging with that nonsense because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring us that but boy did you no. deliver Joanna oh oh boy what what are we reading? What are okay, we reading? We are Buckle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're reading Dark Mafia Prince by Ooh. Annika Martin. And it was everything. It's my first <laughs> Annika Martin, too. So I was oh, really excited nice, about that. Nice. So this is an old one too. This one I think came out in twenty 
16. So it's, it's like been around for a while. I, I, there are, like I said, there are a lot of bonkers mafia books that I was trying to, I was looking at some of the more recent ones, but some of the authors, you know, have gotten in a little hot water lately and fair. And then we have the Kresley Cole, um, Russian mafia series, which is fantastic. (laughs) But, but I thought, Oh, Russians, I don't know if anybody's like really thinking Russians are sexy these days. Right. And like there is those books, like, you know, are magnificent, but there are pieces of them that like, I think Kresley would write differently today. So it's, yeah, it's tough when you get into the older books. Probably. Yeah. 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 I feel like that yeah. happens with pretty much every book, though. But yeah. I, it is a little bit more precarious in the bonkers realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As yeah. everything is more precarious in the bonkers <laughs> realm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so we're going to jump into the recap in just a second. But first, we're going to give you some updates. Oh, hey, it's temple update time. This month, we're back on our bullshit with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and Celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com slash temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. And we're back. Oh, it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Okay. I can't wait. Jenny, do you remember when you recapped The Worst Guy and you said to us, I just have to start by reading the first, like, you know, paragraph of the I book do. because it's I so do. voicey? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Alexio has something to tell you. Give it to me. <laughs> Most people who see the ancient cigarette burn on my arm assume it's from somebody who was trying to hurt me. They couldn't be more wrong. My cigarette burn is from somebody who was trying to protect me. It's been years since it actually hurt. Even if you poke it, there's no feeling. Which goes to show, if you mess something up enough, it loses its ability to feel. (gasps) (laughs) And that's Alexio in a nutshell. He can't. He cannot. His feelings are broken. Totally broken. Totally broken. I love broken feelings. Utterly shattered. (sighs) Oh my gosh. So we are... Okay. Mira is our heroine and she has come home for like an event like a ribbon cutting or something that her mafioso dad is doing and she hates it because she has to like play the like vapid mafia princess and Mm -hmm. like they they keep that as a facade for her they have like a fashion blog and they take like they stage photos that are supposed to be all over the world when really she is a um a child and family lawyer in like the bronx 
you know, working. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And she's like, nobody would ever find me because nobody would think to look here. And like, <sighs> when I'm not dressed as a mafia princess, I'm just a lady in the world. <laughs> so, so they do a jazz hand so that she can save kids and babies and stuff. So she comes home and she's like, ugh, this sucks. And then all of a sudden there's a phone that her dad has carried around for his whole life. And she's never heard mm. that phone. It hasn't done anything ever, but it's always by his side. And suddenly it does a chirp. And she's like, mm. weird. I thought that the danger phone would like do something that doesn't chirp, but like whatever. <laughs> um, and he answers it and it's like DEFCON one, I still five. I still don't remember. Most extreme. It's Defcon Sorry. bad. It is Def, Defcon, Defcon bad. Get the fuck out is what it is. So he's like, go to the boathouse and get in our seaplane? Question mark. <laughs> he's like, go to the seaplane, and she's like, Dad, that's like a recreational vehicle, and he's like, not today. So. <laughs> She, like, she takes off her sandals and she starts running down there. She gets to the boathouse and, like, everything is silent. And this is very weird for her because she hasn't seen a single goon. No goons in sight. But then there's, like, a rustle in the dark. And she's like, what could that be? And then it's, like, a very manly man-shaped figure. And he is wearing this suit. He is wearing oh, the, wearing the fuck out is. of this suit is what he's doing. Is he looming? Oh, boy, he's going to do a big loom on her, Jenny. <gasps> so he comes over and he's immediately like he like just grabs her and then he takes her out to the front and she's like, who are you? What are you doing? And he's like, wow, I can't believe you don't remember me. And he <sighs> takes her out to the front and then he sits her on his lap and he just waits for her dad because he knows that her dad is going to come down there. So he sits and he waits and she's like, I should not like this. Yeah. I shouldn't like this. I like she's like I feel this sense of familiarity with this man, but I don't know why. And like he's so hot and beautiful, I can mm. barely contain myself, but like it's okay. I'm just going to get through this, you know, we're going to not be a hostage forever. So then her dad comes driving down the lawn in like this rickety golf cart that she's <laughs> like Oh, Dad, that's that's not the right look for this event. Like, you know? <laughs> and so he comes out, and the, so then they they start doing the standoff, right? So it's Alexio, it's Mira. He's got like a gun to her cheek, and mm. his brother, his Russian accented brother, is off on the side. There's a bunch of other goons that are only his goons around, and he's like, "You're gonna tell me what happened to the tiniest baby." Of the Dragushka. Nope. The Dragushka. <laughs> Can you help me with this? <laughs> I think it's Dragushka. It is, right? So. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought I, I mixed up some of the consonants, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> the Dragushka clan. You're going to tell okay. me where that tiny fucker is. And the guy's like, I don't know. They all died. And he's like, think again. And so he gives him a photo. It's an old ass, like 1980 schmur photo of a family. And the, and the dad like looks at it 
And then he looks back up and she can see the horror in his face. <sighs> but she has no idea why still because she hasn't seen the photo or anything. She's just like, what the fuck? What's happening right now? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take her fingers off unless you tell me things. And like, maybe oh. I'll turn her into my sex slave, question mark, dad. <sighs> like, think about it. <gasps> and dad is very like, I don't know anything. I'm so sorry. So sorry. He's also like laying on the ground because he has a heart problem, I think. Or maybe they punched him. Listen, it's fine. We're not, we're not completely sure. But it's been a big confrontation. And so they're like, okay, then we're going to go off with your prizest possession. And you think about the fact that you're not cooperating with us because we're going to find this kid, period, the end. So they all leave. They take her to like a hotel, right? This is one Wait, of the hotels. B- b- before, before they that. leave, yeah. There's there's a very important bonkers. It's just a couple sentences. It's Please. real easy to miss. He, the hero, Alexio, yeah, makes Mira take off her panties. Oh my god, that's and right. Give them to her father. <laughs> so let's just, we're going to recap that. We're going to say it again. Mm-hmm. We're going to let it again. Mm-hmm. The hero has the heroine take her panties off and give them to her dad. Mm-hmm. And dad picks them up, you know, Shit. whatever. She tosses them. The dad picks them up off the ground and puts them in his pocket. Also a now, weird move. Weird move, dad. All of it. All of it. Like, I love my dad. Don't pick up my I, panties. Don't d- do it. I mean, don't please. do it, like, sir. <laughs> you can just like leave them on the ground. Was yeah, he because like, to listen, pick them up? I'm gonna say justice for Alexio right now because I don't know what is a better threat than having somebody's like, like I, child take off their panties and like <laughs> give them to you when you know they're gonna abscond with them. Yes, but the like, dad putting it in his pocket was a weird. It's so move. weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird and i don't even know why alexio wants her to remove her panties like it's a threat uh, okay. yeah it's like yeah he's just like i'm gonna make her my sex slave that's where i got the sex slave part okay fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's definitely all right, fine all right so now they're like they're gonna like go on a road trip jenny it's time oh, to go back to chicago because we were at the lake house now we're Is going she back. the baby? I feel like she's the baby. She's not the baby. Is no. he the baby? Somebody's the baby. Okay. So he <laughs> did know that baby really well. It happens pretty much around here that she figures out who he is. And he is her childhood best friend. They were like partners in crime. His dad was like head mafioso. And her dad was like the second in command. And then, so Alexio, she was an only child, and Alexio had two younger brothers, both much younger than him, Victor and Kiro. So what happened, though, and she's, like, gobsmacked. Because one of the one of like the the pivotal things that happened during her childhood is that the entire family was slaughtered and she was entire family. Yes. And she thinks she watched his tiny coffin get lowered into the ground and, like, she grieved him hard. And his death was one of the things that, like, made her become a child lawyer and stuff. Oh. So this was, like, a huge thing. And she's like, wait, what was in there? And he was like, I don't know, cabbages? Does it matter? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it wasn't me. (laughs) 
And what happens after they die is that it becomes this legend of these three Dragushka, bro- of these three brothers mm-hmm. that that those three brothers, if they're ever reunited, will rule some, you They'll know, rule the fortune land. teller. Yeah, some fortune yeah. teller says like, if you can't ever let those three brothers get reunited, because if you do, they will take everything over and rule. Yeah, because they're the Albanian mafia. And so like one of their older ladies was like a seer or whatever. And one of the reasons that um, her mm, one of the reasons that the whole family got slaughtered is because of this prophecy that was like, if if the brothers like, you know, unite, then they'll rule everything. Oh, I do so, love a prophecy. We love a prophecy. <laughs> yes. Especially in modern times. Right. It's not a riddle. It's not a riddle. Prophecy. OK, riddle. No. That's right, Jenny. That is how we keep this house in line. Unless I want to fuck with Melody, in which case, all the riddles all the time. No! (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so they're going on this road trip, and she's like, I remember what a wonderful person you were like an r and like you're so you're so good down into your bones and i'm so happy like, that what you're ha- alive what happened yeah <laughs> and he's like don't you think i'm good there's nothing good about me she's like what happened to you but then they like do things like go to a gas station and are they like in a car together yes yeah, yeah just yeah, the yeah. two of them no or the four like... of them alexio and mira are in the back seat and then his brother victor and one of the goons is in front. Okay, got it. And so they're all and traveling it becomes, together. It becomes very clear very early that Victor is not quite right in the head. That Victor is a little yeah. unhinged. Yeah. So okay. what we find out later, well, we find out like around here, actually, at least this part, is that they've been separated for the past 20 years. And whoever didn't kill the boys they sent victor to an orphanage in russia like the worst orphanage in moscow and then they sent like kiro they don't know where and then alexio they believe whoever killed the family believes alexio is dead um or like never found or whatever because his like the most loyal bodyguard constantine grabbed him and, like, held him in a cupboard and made him be quiet while he watched his parents be slaughtered. And then they did escape together. And then they were on the run for, like, 20 years while Constantine then took it upon himself to be like, you're going to be a weapon of revenge. I'm going to hone you into a fighting, killing machine. Hot twist. And teach you everything I know. Not sure Constantine should have been raising a child. Constantine is mildly unhinged. What yes. are your credentials, sir? Yeah. <laughs> murder. I do murder. Yeah, and it's so funny because he's, like, not even part of the family. Like, he is because he was a bodyguard and he worked for them or whatever. So, like, in a mafia sense, he's part of the family. But he's not part of their, like, blood family. Is he family. still around? Is he still, like, yes. he's in... Okay. Yeah, Alexio doesn't have, like, as big a gang as... um. What's his name? Aldo Nicola is her dad's name. But he does, it says this on the page. It's like, we're not as big as them, but we're smart and lucrative. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Alexio. <laughs> and that's why he can afford to like put um, Constantine up in this like really nice brownstone with a private nurse and all the business. And Constantine's mad at him because he was supposed to wait until they found Kiro. 
And when the brothers were united, that's when he could go and attack Aldo Nicola and his whole organization and bring it down from the inside and reclaim what's theirs. Okay. Yeah. But he didn't do that because he wants to find his little brother and they were having fuck all luck getting that yeah, done. I mean, if you don't have any leads, yeah. you've got to change the plan. Absolutely. So they stop at this gas station and he writes a list of what the person should get. And then he like looms over her against a pole and he's doing this like sexy panther threat on her. Like she's he's like, don't run. Otherwise, you see that nice couple over there. They're going to be collateral damage. All this bullshit I'll have to do to get you back. Like, we can't leave witnesses if you make a scene. <laughs> she's like, oh, that's a good move. I don't know why I love it so much. But like, she's, <laughs> she's very conflicted. And frankly, so was I. <laughs> Especially when the goon comes out and not only has he gotten her like dollar store panties, but he also <laughs> brings what, what gas station has a three pack of she panties? She had perfectly good panties, and he <laughs> made her take them off. I don't understand. The well, like, why even replace them? Why replace it's not right? Why replace? He's thinking about her oh. comfort. Everybody, shut up! It's, I was about to get weird with it. I was gonna be like, no, it's please not tell like me he discovered they were period panties, and like she needs oh. something. Oh, like, you're it's, right. That's it's true. not like that you really been. need panties. No, right. no, I cannot tell you the amount of times early in our relationship, Michael would like, we'd get out of the house and he would be like, just, I'm so sorry. Did you remember underwear? <laughs> and I would be like, oh no, I didn't. And I would run back in the house. <laughs> I accidentally left the house so many times without underwear that he did start I checking. Even, <laughs> I feel like I went through a pretty solid commando phase. Yeah. Where she just like didn't. Didn't really care. Absolutely. Like, Especially in the summertime. Like, let it breathe. Were they handy? You know? right. Okay, I'll put them on. Otherwise, I'd be like, eh, optional. Completely <laughs> optional. Yeah. Okay, but so not only is there a three-pack of underwear, but there's an entire, like, <laughs> pound of English toffee. And oh. she's like, oh, my gosh. He remembered that my favorite thing in the whole wide world is English toffee, and I don't even let myself have it anymore because I love it so much. <sighs> and so she's getting these, like, very mixed messages from him, not only, like, sexy, but then threat, and then, like, really nice, thoughtful thing, and she's all mixed up. But let's just take another pause here because I want to know what convenience store sells English <laughs> yes. toffee. Like, I have I've been in so many convenience stores out here. In these there parts, mm -hmm. and I have English toffee. Like, should it have been like Twizzlers or like? I also I like how a Reese's, old were they? A Reese's, you know? And, oh, yes. absolutely. How old are they? Why isn't it just like six feet of jerky? What kid loves English toffee? Like, what? <laughs> isn't that a choking hazard? Yes. Has to be. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. I feel like I probably wouldn't let my kids have English toffee right now. Right. I mean, yeah. probably because I would, like, hide it and eat it. Eat but, it myself. But also, is your childhood favorite candy your current favorite candy? No. You know how much I loved a Charleston oh. chew when I was nine? <laughs> oh. Weird stuff over here. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, one of the, the only thing that her dad said, sorry, guys, when he was on the ground putting his her panties in his pocket was <laughs> you should check out this adoption agency. We did drop him off there, sort of. 
And so they immediately go to the adoption agency. He handcuffs her to the car, which I didn't hate. And they go in, they get a bunch of records, and then they, like, put everything in a van. And then they do this hilarious, like, Joanna, the logistical hilarity of this book is, like, (laughs) too much most of the time. Because their answer to, like, finding out where Kiro is is getting every single box of papers they can find out of, like, a 40-year-old adoption agency, putting it all into the back of a van, driving to, like, a train tracks in an industrial park, question mark, with, like, an like a closed-down daycare and stuff, and then <laughs> backing two giant vehicles up together so that they can all have, like... A paperwork picnic Party, inside right. the vans. Right. Oh, that sounds really fun. Isn't that so weird? <laughs> weird. I mean, we're not in the mafia, Melody. Maybe that is just protocol. <laughs> you know what? Fair. I, their ways are mysterious. You just don't understand. Yeah, seriously. So two important things happen in this scene, I think. One of them is that she's looking at, like, the old daycare and the the fucked up mural of like these happy baby animals and she's like oh my gosh like happy baby animals and he's like yeah you would think that they're super cute how would you feel if like you looked at them and all they made you think of was blood and death <laughs> she's like okay you don't that have to intense. ruin happy okay. baby animals for me you don't have to do that <sighs> calm down sir yeah like cool it and then also, she's like, hey, hand me some papers. I think I can help you. And he's thinking to himself, scoff. What could a fashionista mafia princess help us with things that require Ha-ha. reading? Huh. And is not literate. Yeah. Yeah. He, seriously. And so he like doesn't let her help. Oh. Until a while later when he kind of does and then she figures out there's probably a code because like it's an adoption agency. Everything is redacted. Like, for closed adoptions and stuff. Like, they're not going to find anything there, dummies. So, now, they take her to a hotel. Oh. It's time. It's hotel times. I know and what happens in hotels. I know. Oh, you I've have heard you, about this. Jenny, I'm so sorry to do this to you right now, but you have <gasps> no fucking clue what happens <gasps> in this hotel. There is, if I gave me. you 15 chances, there is no fucking way <laughs> you would come up with this incredible scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I know you, right? Like, we're, yeah. I, this isn't the first yeah. time we've met. Jesus. Yeah, you're not underestimating me. Joanna. You're this, <laughs> tell me. So, so Victor's like, okay, plan B was chop off a finger. And they're like, ooh. And Alexio's like, I don't know why, but there's some part of my cold, dark heart that just, like, can't chop off her appendage. <laughs> and Victor's like, you're weak and stupid, and you've, we've got to get this done, brat, he says to himself, because that's <laughs> what brat is. I was calling him the Russian word for brother, and it's hot. I'm not going to lie. Need to read the second book. <laughs> So, you need to move quickly because I'm going to a brother place now. I know. So you're you right. You don't you're want right, me right. to go to the brother place. Oh, no. And the brother place involves webcams, Jenny, that like I can't even begin to contemplate. And the heroine is is a nun. Is She's a nun. She's a tricksy nun. So let that sit. Who he might have tried to murder before. 
And then before, at the end, when we're done, we'll talk about book book three, where that leads. But <gasps> I mean, it gets okay. real good. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm sorry. So, I'm so sorry. We got a motor because there's so much that happens. So yeah. So Victor's like, I'm going to go get a paper cutter or something and like, I'll be back. <laughs> and she's very like, I feel like we could figure something else out. Like we could not do it this way. And so then he's like, hmm. He has like a little idea in his beautiful curly haired brain. <laughs> yeah. And he and he says, I think that there might be something that you could do. And so he. Oh. All right. Melody, How you're fucking start, killing Joanna? me. Does I'm he so whip out sorry. his cock? Like, what, listen, where I are just, we going? No, listen, I just have to um, Google the word whore in this book. Yes, here it is. So. Hmm. So he's like, you can, we can figure it out, like, on your knees. And so he puts her down, and then he sits down, and the way he's looking at her, she, like, is beside herself. It's so hot. And he's, like, sliding a finger over her cheek, and she's very slowly creeping her hands up his thighs to undo his pants and stuff. And then he says, Mira, I stroke her hair. I'm going to twist your hair up in my fist and re oh I'm sorry no it's not it's not here yet. So then she does start blowing him and it's a it's a perfectly serviceable blowjob that's lovely. And he loves it. He's like I've never felt a connection to a woman like this before. But then he starts like really like talking to her a little bit and he's like grab me at the root like harder and so she's doing that and then and then he says he says Mira I'm going to twist your hair up in my fist and really fuck your face now. It's going to feel rough even, but you're going to let me do it. You'll let me use you like a whore. And then it yeah. says something in her eyes changes. She's scared but turned on. And then he says, have you ever taken a guy rough in the throat? Something flares in her eyes. And she's like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, Because uh -uh, <laughs> she has she a cock in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, she says, uh-uh, around the deep throat. And then he's like, it'll feel wild and messed up, but you'll see that it's just another thing. So then he's like, close your eyes, relax. And he says that because he does need to very surreptitiously put his cell phone at the right angle and press record. Yes, so that, he does. And then he picks he up a gun send it to daddy. with his other hand and he starts fucking her face very rough and violently like with the gun there and he like he knows that she loves it like it's very clear that there's like something happening between them but the way that he's talking to her throughout it if you were looking at that with no context he's saying like suck harder bitch you're mine to use however i want when i say suck harder i mean it that's right you fucking whore take it you'll take it in every fucking hole while he's fucking her he's face like, for a video for her dad yeah 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 meanwhile she's just like streaming tears oh she's, she's got so snot Oh God! She's like she's but so turned wet. on. She can't but turn on. Yeah, oh, yeah. She loves, she's yeah. basically she's like humping his leg. Oh my gosh! It is so hot and like so much. <laughs> Joanna, it was so much. So wrong. So much. Does so she hot. know he's recording? No, that's no. why he said close no. your eyes. <gasps> close your eyes and just like relax and like I'll get it done for you because he doesn't. So so then. 
So then it switches to her perspective and she's like, the way he uses me is violent and primitive and demeaning and all I can think is don't stop. And she's like wildly turned on and um, God, it tur- the end of the video says like he threatens her about don't not using fucking teeth. Like, listen, it's so much. It's so good. <laughs> He's a dirty talker, that Alexio. He is quite the dirty talker. Like a demeaning dirty talker, it sounds like, yeah. which he oh boy. oh, boy. And then she, like, you know, comes up for air and is sitting on the um, coffee table. And she's like, that was the most intense, like, incredible sexual experience I've ever had in my life, she's thinking to herself. I felt so connected to him. Like, he just, he hit something in my id I didn't even know existed. But then she does see him leaning down. And she realizes at that point, because she's like, why does he have a gun in his hand? That's so weird. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why he Alexio and his guns. Yeah. And then she looks down and she's like, oh, shit, that's a phone. Wait a second. That looks like a video. No! And so then she starts trying to climb him like a spider monkey, getting this video back. And he's very like, no, you wanted another way other than your finger. So What like, did you choose. think was going to happen? I had to send daddy yeah. something that was going to upset him. Right. The best part is that when he says choose, the next line is, oh, my God, you're thinking about it. <laughs> she's thinking about letting you take her finger <laughs> so that her dad doesn't see her sex tape. Hilarious. But we have to say, like, also the reason that the finger she I mean, she doesn't want to lose her finger. Let's just say that right there. But the other reason she doesn't want her dad to get her finger is because her dad has a weak heart, which yep. you said, but also her dad has like this weird aversion to blood. Yeah. Which How does he feel about his it? very like his daughter deep throating somebody? Right. <laughs> so the dad has an aversion to blood and like passes out at the sight of blood or something, which, which is, is a very weird for odd, a mafia. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. That's funny. So that's why she is so terrified of like her dad, you know, seeing any kind of physical violence or any kind of trauma because she's afraid of his, you know, his, his secret heart. will be given up mm-hmm. and it will hurt his heart. So yeah. Yeah, so she's like, on the other hand, like, seeing me get, like, what probably looks like raped is also going to be real bad for his heart. So, like, none of this is great. So then Victor comes back and Alexio, like, these families, I have to say, these families, (laughs) very open door policy over here. Because Victor comes back and he just hands him his phone. (sighs) And Victor just, like, starts watching the video. (gasps) Nice skull fuck, brat. Like, this will be perfect. But the <laughs> but the problem is that his goons, um, the dad was causing problems. They did give him too much tranquilizer. And so he won't be awake for eight hours. And so there, she's like, great. So we can do my plan, which is to find the old employees of the adoption agency and, like, get info that way. And we should do that because we can't do anything for eight hours anyway, since he's going to be conked out. So now they drive two hours to like a a, a farm retreat. There's so much driving in this, Joanna. I don't know <laughs> if like this earth works on the same 24 hour time scale that ours does. I don't know. There's a lot of driving, a lot of hey, we got to all pile in the car and go here, go there, investigate this, that, the other. And yeah, yeah, at some point it all blurs together. 
Because the hilarious thing is, like, they don't know what a Google machine is. <laughs> they text so much. But, like, every time they need to find something out, they're like, well, we all pile in the car and we drive three hours. And I'm like, Google, just drop <laughs> one cursory Google at least. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, oh, also, my six-year-old, I realized the other day that he... Ju- has just started saying Jesus in exactly that intonation <sighs> and I I was like oh my god where is he getting that from and then I did edit a podcast and I found out that it's me it's <laughs> <laughs> a parenting win right there oh my god so and then and Valor today was like god damn it at the dinner table oh no it's bad over here <laughs> I mean we've all had them that's fine. Zelda dropped something okay. and was like, motherfucker. And I was like. <laughs> See, you know what? That makes me feel better. Oh, yeah. All right. It's fine. So now we're at like farm retreat. And the important things that happen here are they like start to get a little bit closer. He starts to get way more emotionally vulnerable with her. And as they're doing like this work together, he's starting to sort of see her. He and he's very angry with himself for for not really seeing her as a hostage, but more as like a collaborator. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You need to keep your head on straight." And Victor is very like, "She is not for you," and like, "She will ruin you, and she will ruin us, and she will fuck us up." And like, she got the childhood we didn't get, and like, you should be mad at her. And he's very like, "But she's perfect and everything." <laughs> Okay, so now they need to go back downtown to get more. No, that so something goes awry. Oh, the dad gets away. I feel like Joanna knows what this is, and I yeah jump in. Yeah, the dad the dad gets away, (gasps) and uh, at some point, Alexio leaves his phone in with Mira alone in a room, and Mira's like, "Sweet." Bye-bye, video. Bye, video. Immediately. And they haven't sent it yet? I mean, of course. No, they haven't sent it yet. sent it. Because he he got away before they could. Oh, I figured they, like, sent it and it was just waiting on his phone for him to wake up. (laughs) I mean, you know, romance Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) So, yeah, so the video disappears and Victor kind of tells Alexio, see, like... You know, you didn't send it because you're weak. And now she deleted it. And now we're fucked. Yeah. Um, And so he's like, paper cutter, we go. Yes. And Alexio's like, don't you dare. Victor does put him in a trunk. Oh. In order to keep him away from uh, Mira so that he can chop off her finger in peace. Victor does get a book. You know. Just asking for a friend. He does. does. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Victor gets a book. (laughs) He does. And I really, I really love that scene with Victor and Mira. And when he's like, he get, he brings out a bottle of re- like really good vodka. And he's like, you need to start drinking yeah, because drink. the more you drink, the less this is going to hurt. So he's like encouraging her to keep drinking while they're, you know, setting up the, the paper cutter or whatever to take off her finger. Yeah. And she keeps looking at her finger and she's like, oh, but I really like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't want to lose it. It's got this cute little bend at the top. Earlier, she had Alexio take a picture of it so that she could remember it intact. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm over here like, I mean, you could just make another video with Victor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny, we're not really problem solving here. 
No, no. Okay, so listen. He's about to take her finger off. He's about to go kerthunk right on her finger. But then, out of the fucking mist, Alexio comes. He he has a sprained ankle because there was an explosion at the adoption agency with more other shenanigans. But he comes in and he, he just starts brawling everyone. He's just like, get the fuck away from her. I will end you. He beats Victor to like a bloody pulp. And then she wants it all to stop. And so she not only is hammer town after mm. like six shots of vodka, but he also drugged the glass. And so she's she's doing a big wooze, Jenny. And in order to stop this, she decides to grab one of their guns. And she's just like, stop it. Like, don't. Just just careening around. She's got the gun in her hand. She has no idea where it's pointing at any given moment. <gasps> the finger is on the trigger. No idea where the safety is. Like, it's terrifying, it's not good. frankly, as a person not good. who has encountered guns in my life. And <laughs> So Alexio's like, you know, he starts doing... Like the the baby deer shushing. He's just like, oh, you know, give me the gun. It's okay. (laughs) No sudden movements, anyone. (laughs) And she, so while they were drinking, Victor finally told her everything. Because he was just like, Alexio doesn't want to tell you because he wants to save your perfect feelings. But like, fuck that. Your dad murdered my parents in front of him. And then he split up the boys and he's been hunting Alexio for 20 years like your dad is a fucking monster he slit my mother's throat in front of us and like and so now she's drugged she's drunk she's a mess and so she starts crying Uh, she's armed yeah (laughs) and so she's crying and all she keeps on blubbering is he killed them in front of their babies alexio he killed them in front of their babies and he's like that's i know i know but like gun though and so finally he gets the gun from her and then she she falls into his arms and he just like keeps smelling her her hair and she's like, my, I can't believe my dad would do that, like the babies and the killing. And blah. and so he's like, okay, we're going to lay you down a little bit. So they snuggle. <gasps> it's a very important snuggle to me, Melody. And because she's sort of out of it and it seems like she's not going to remember, he keeps on asking her things like, like, what was our childhood like? Like, what do you remember? What does it feel like to be safe, he asks. Mm. And she says, and she says, I don't know. Like, what does gravity feel like? And he has this quiet realization that you only know what safety feels like when you're not safe. Mm. And like, it's just this beautiful, like, emotional moment that she's not even really sharing in, but she's pivotal to. Mm. Listen, it's great. And it's broken. Yeah, yeah. So so broken. so broken. Oh, the reason that he doesn't like happy baby animals is because when Constantine put him into a child cupboard and covered his mouth and, like, didn't let him scream while his parents were getting slaughtered, there were animals like a mural on the on the side of the wall. Hmm. And so that means death to him. It's actually very literal. Hmm. So now they're like, we know that. Oh, my God. I don't. How did this happen, Joanna? How did they go from here to going up north to find Kira? Another fucking how road trip. I swear. I yes, I swear. Like they they keep like it's like they keep getting tips. Yes. and like pieces of okay. information. Yeah. So okay. So I know why. Okay. So they they oh because this is huge. So 
They were going to cut off her finger because she ha- he wants to take her finger to the dad in like his lair because he gets away and she's like woozy or whatever. And he's like, yeah, your dad got away and we don't know where he is. And she's like, well, it's, you know, in two hours, he's going to be at the restaurant. And they're like, what? He would go there? And she's like, yeah, he can't show anybody that he's out of control. Of course he has mm. to do what he always does. So she does this big plan. And once she finds out that the babies, like the whole baby situation and the history with that, she's like, fuck this and fuck my dad. So she's like, he has an aversion to blood. It makes him throw up all the time. And that's actually the detail that like makes her believe the story in the first place, because Victor tells her he slit my mother's throat and then he threw up. And she keeps being like, he threw up. Oh, no, nobody knows he does that. Uh... And it's awful. Yeah. So she's like, get a finger, put blood on it, and then just like pop my ring on the top. Whose finger? Get a finger from where? So easy. So easy. I can get you a finger in five minutes, Jenny. At the finger store? They know a guy who knows a guy. Turns out they don't even need that guy because they just pop over to a university where all the bodies are donated to science and they know a science man who's willing to give them a finger. Okay. So basically the finger store. It's fine. Exactly. So he goes down there. He goes into the fucking lion's den, all right? He And he comes over and he's like, look at this gift box I brought you, motherfucker. And the dad is very like, you rule with your emotions. Um, and then in this way, they he finds out that one guy, there's one guy who's like a collector of mafia secrets. And if anybody knows, he would know. And so they have to go find that guy. But... I think, like, Lazarus has already found him. Listen, the guy who kills everyone has already found him. It's a whole thing. So because of that, they find this file. They find two files. One of them is the adoption files. The other one is a file about her mom's autopsy, okay? Because her mom, she thinks, did die of cancer, rare cancer. Cancer nobody knows anything about. Um, Turns out it was actually poison, and nobody and like it was covered up. So he has a file with the original autopsy and he's just like, I guess I'm taking this with me. Ugh, oh, no. But he's like, we're not telling Mira. Don't you fucking dare. Like, we can't we can't let her like, you know, experience one more trauma. So <laughs> now they're going road trip to Michigan's another road trip. Who's been counting? Yeah. Who has the count? Wow. <laughs> it's at least four. Four. Yeah. I four. Mean, it's like a lot. So. By the time they get up there, the Nutsons, the Nunsons, whoever they are, the people who adopted Kiro are already beat nearly to death. Oh. Okay. There's a bunch of emergency vehicles. So instead, Alexio's like, it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Let's go accost the neighbor because they'll know what's going on. (laughs) So they drive into this neighbor's open garage door. Close your doors. Lock your doors. What are you doing? (laughs) Close your doors. I don't care what kind of door it is. Is it a storm door? Close it. Okay. And they go in there and they're like, this will go well for you if you're just honest with us. We find out that Kiro died when he was eight on a camping trip, but they never found the body. And he did drown, but they never found the body. Mystery of mysteries. So they're, yeah. And so now the boys, the boys are doing a crying man hug, Jenny. And it was very like, but your brothers. Oh, no. It's confusing. And then as they leave, 
They go out to, like, go back to, oh, she gives the, it seems like the wife has, like, more of a story to tell. And so she's like, I'm going to write down my number for you. And, like, if you think of anything, just, like, let a bitch know. And then as they're leaving, he is overwrought, right? And so he pushes her up against a wall. And he, like, I think he puts her hands above her head in a way that everyone enjoyed. Uh, yeah. And then he, he like, puts his forehead against her forehead. And then he, like, kisses the ever-loving fuck out of her. And then he says, you're mine. <clears throat> you're mine. That's it. And then they go out to the car. And she's like, oh, no, that is a feral man's way of saying I love you. Yeah. That is almost a quote from the book. <laughs> <laughs> That is a feral man's way of saying I love you. Okay, but plot twist, everybody. The wife calls. Right. She does try to run away at this point. Is this when she tries to run away? I think that happens right. I think it happens after. Yeah. The wife basically says that the son was a hand. The adopted son was a handful. And so the family took. The, the adopted son at the age of like eight, eight, like really young up in on a quote unquote camping trip and leave him. They just left him up in the mountains. Is he a feral it mountain wolf child now? Feral mountain. There's a feral boy. child. <gasps> it's an actual feral child. Feral. So then she goes, I oh, was three. No. She, she, yes. yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. So she. Oh. So the wife is like, I always thought their story was really, really weird, but like I didn't ask any questions and like I let them grieve their like dead son or whatever. But then 10 years later, a boy comes down from the mountains, all his legs all fucked up and he's about to die. He's been raised by wolves. He doesn't speak human language what? anymore. He is like, he's a fucking mess and he's wearing rags and like he's maybe he Tarzan. leaves onto himself. Yes. And she's like, and it was just the right timing. It was a decade. And suddenly this 18-year-old actual feral child Ooh. came down the from the mountain. Where the fuck was he? It doesn't matter. Being feral. It's fine. Holy shit. So I, Joanna, I, I when I, <laughs> when the feral child entered the chat, <laughs> like I, I didn't swear. know, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like That's I'm, what I- <laughs> It's like, yes, yes. I absolutely know what you mean. It was so good. Like, I literally, it was one of those moments where I just looked up and I was like, is this happening? Like, I'm getting chills right now remembering how I felt when this absurdity of wonder entered my life. Okay. Yes. Listen, she runs away a few times. When she does run away, um, he's like, I'm never letting you go. Never letting you go. Never, ever. And then, like, boy, he puts her on a study desk. And he and she's like, like, say it like you did in the hotel room. And he's like, I'm going to use you like my whore. And she's like, yes, exactly that. And man, he. Oh, so he's like, touch yourself while you're on the desk. And then he like mounts her chest. He he does uh, like basically force her like, you know, she sucks him off from that position. And then when she's about to come, he's like, oh, don't you dare. You're going to give me all of you. And that's when he starts penetrating her. And then like everybody sees stars and they (laughs) snuggle (laughs) after. Jeez, it's a really amazing moment. And it's dirty as 
fuck. Dirty as fuck. The dirty talk in this book is most excellent. It's A plus. Yeah. Yeah, it's A plus. Yeah, she runs away at one point to go try and find what happens to her mom. Because, you know, the the whole poisoning, Mm. like... That, you know, because the file the sh- falls off when he does the whoosh. I'm gonna fuck you here now, ah. and yeah. so she sees the file. That's how she finds out. So yeah, she's gonna run away. She doesn't get far. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't get far. Uh-uh. No, she does tase one of the goons though, hmm. which I really liked. She tases liked, him. I like she a woman who commits. ties him up with homemade rope. Yeah, yeah, we like a good tase. Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. And so then she tracks down the original uh, medical examiner, and she's like, because she can Google everybody else. The boys are on, like, a fucking six-hour trip to do something about a private investigator to find out about what happened to the feral boy. And she's like, Google machine, here we go. Look, I found the medical examiner. I'm going to go figure out what the fuck is going on. Let the women do the work, mm-hmm. as Jillian Pensavalli says from <laughs> True Crime Obsessed. Okay. So when she gets there, she's like, I have a gun. And he's like, listen, everybody knows you hate guns and you're not going to use it. Um, But I am a good person. And so while I grab my go bag, I'm just going to tell you what happened. And she's like, great. That sounds fucking wonderful. And so he's grabbing his go bag and he's like, yeah, there was definitely a poisoning. um, And they paid me to cover it up. And like, I probably would have covered it up anyway, though, because like, I have children and grandchildren and like, you know what your dad is and she's reeling. And so she's like, if he had you cover it up, that means he's either responsible or at the very least complicit. Mm -hmm. And the guy is just like, two plus two is four. I got a jet. And he goes away because, you know, he's also the one that like made the boys disappear and put sand in the caskets. Turns out it was sand, not cabbages. Not cabbages. That, yeah, you know, yeah. more weight comparable. It's fine. The, it's on the details, really. Okay, so now she's like, I have to go mourn my mother. And she goes to the cemetery. Boy, do a bunch of dudes roll up, but they're not Alexio's <gasps> dudes. Oh, no, they the are goons. her dad's dudes. OMG. So they put her in a car and she's like, let me go. And they're like, not a chance in hell. They take her to this hotel, um, the Beverly Inn. I don't know why that detail was so wonderful to me, but it was. And wait, is this the dad's enemy? It's the his dad's swan enemy, song. La- Bloody Lazarus yes. that's trying to take over the dad's empire. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's not who gets her, her dad's people. Not her, it's dad. her dad's Plot twist, Jenny. enemies people. Oh. Yeah. The dad, the, there's a guy, you know, trying to take over the dad's empire. It's his right-hand man. Yeah. He's doing the same thing that the dad did to Alexia's dad. Ah, uh, okay. His nickname is Bloody Lazarus. Yeah. So when she gets to the hotel, she's like, oh, my guys are all, my dad's guys, meh. But then Bloody Lazarus is standing there and he's like, I'm Bloody Lazarus. And he's like, look at your dad over there, so feeble and weak. And she looks over and she's like, dad, your heart. And he's like, also gunshot wound, but the heart's not great either. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so he's like. The medical examiner called us to tell us what was happening as, like, one last favor. And so I know you know what I did, and I'm sorry. I did do it. I did murder your mom to death. And she's like, like, why did you do that? Yeah. And he's like, we fought a lot, and she was going to take you away from me, and I couldn't let her 
take you and never let me see you again. So I did kill her. For you. For you. For you. Not great. Yeah. He was like, daughter, it was so hard watching you grieve the mother that I did take away from you. (laughs) So he's like, let me do one last thing because I always have your back. Call Bloody Lazarus over. I'll do a diversion and you can run out. He does like the worst diversion in the history (laughs) of the world. (laughs) Worst. God, he's not good at anything. (laughs) And she gets caught in the hallway. It's utter bullshit. Her dad's dead. There's extra blood everywhere because the knife got turned on him, obviously. And so they know where Alexio is now because of the car GPS situation. Right. They're tracking the car. Because she was in a car, you know, the car that she brought, they did a they did a reverse Google. God, Alexio. So they know where they are. And then, um, gosh, I don't know why they get on the phone. Oh, he calls her. He calls the phone that she has. And they're like, tell him that everything's fine and that you're just like on a pony hunt or something. And he's like, and she's like, okay, cool. So he answered the phone. And at this point, he's calling her baby 24-7 now. Mm. It's baby all the time because she is his and they're together forever. All right. So she's like, I'm taking a walk-sees and I need to clear my head and just wait for me there. I'm coming back. And then as soon as I get back, it'll be all happy baby animals and everything will be great. And there's like this pause where she's like, react so that they know it's not code. Like, do you do you feel me winking from here? (laughs) (laughs) And finally, he's like, "Okay, I'll wait for you here. And Bloody Lazarus is like. Happy baby animals, huh? You want to explain that to me? And she tries and fails, but they still decide to believe her. So they send a whole troop of dudes out to that place. Meanwhile, Alexio's like, I can't think straight. I can't do anything unless she is safe. And so Victor, once again, just coming through, he's like, I'll rig the place to blow the F up. And I'll pick everybody else off from, like, the treetops, whoever the survivors are. You go do your weird love thing that I hate. Like, go. I know you're going to go anyway, brat. Get out of here. Go. So Alexio goes that way. And so Lazarus has her. And it cuts to a scene where Lazarus is like, you awful human. I lost 21 guys because of your stupid fucking animal code. And uh, she's thinking, oh, God, I'm going to die. But what happens, Joanna? Alexio arrives. (laughs) Does he arrive or does he get drug in by two goons who have definitely overpowered him? Alexio! Right. I don't know what his master plan was, but (laughs) (laughs) he somehow gets trapped. I feel like Victor is really the planner... Kind of the nuts and bolts make it happen. Feeling Victor. Feeling some Victor action. Yeah. Alexio's a little kind of fly-by-night, you know. I'm just going to see how it goes. Don't get me wrong. I'm an Alexio girl. Me me too. Give me this stupid buffoon. Just give him over here. I'll take care of him. (laughs) It's fine. If you watch shit, if you watch shit done, Victor's your man. But oh, also, yeah. where is the feral one? I'm waiting for like a oh. naked, bedraggled. Like, <laughs> listen, wow. 
So, okay, we forgot to tell you earlier that while she was hanging out with all, like, Victor's Russian bros, they decided to sort of make her into their dancing monkey because what else were they going to do, honestly? It's boring. Yeah. And so they started teaching her this, like, famous Russian movie star thing where he, like, he spins guns and then he's like, you move and I'll shoot you full of so much lead it'll come out your ass. But it's done in a hilarious Russian accent. That's just, you know, a tidbit to control save while I tell you the rest of this scene. So Alexio comes in and she's like, Alexio, oh no. So there's like guns on Alexio. Lazarus has a gun on her. It's a whole thing. And then they get distracted somehow. And so she just decides to grab two guns, like one out of Lazarus's behind belt and one off of his like shitty brothers something or other. And all of a sudden she's got guns on them. And they're like, oh, Mira, hilarious. You hate guns. You'll never use them. And in like, I don't know, I feel like it's one of those moments where it's just like sheer brilliance that just comes out of the ether. And it's so manic that nobody can understand what's happening. Because in response to him being like, you're not going to use the guns, she just decides to start spinning the gun and talking in her Russian accent, I'm going to fill you full of so much lead, (laughs) and then perfectly catches them again. And they're all like, oh, fuck, she knows how to gun. Oh, no. Alexio, he's got a competence boner that's like sky high at this point. And he decides to use that moment to like grab and punch and throw, you know, and do all that until finally (laughs) it's just um, one guy who's up. That's the one. And he's like, put all your guns down. So you get one guy to tie it up. Listen, then a guy comes after Mira and Mira um, accidentally reflex shoots him in the gut. And so she starts freaking out about that. And he's like, Mira, it's okay. It was you or him. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm a murderer. And so, like, the bad guys, the the alive bad guys are realizing that, like, she's showing her weakness. And so they're like, how could you? Oh, no, my my beautiful boy or whatever. And Alexio's like, get the fuck out. Get out of this hotel room. Like, do not let them get to you. So she gets out. And then as he's leaving, he's like, I've got the perfect shot to kill bloody Lazarus, the most notorious, psychotic mafioso that's ever been on North America, nay, the planet. I could shoot him right now, but I can't because Mira thinks I can be better. (laughs) Mira thinks that I can build a better world with my better madness. Isn't it better without bloody Lazarus in it? Wouldn't you think so? Right, because Lazarus has sworn that he will take out all three. He will stop at nothing to take out all three brothers. This doesn't yeah. feel very smart. Alexia is just like, you know what? This is yeah, not he just the moment. Hat to him. Feed, him first, <laughs> and then and then be a better do man. Better, right? Yeah. No, no, not today. Not today. So she's like, you didn't kill him. I'm so impressed. I'm like, Mira, shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Are you though? God. So, listen, they end up in the back of a refrigerated flower van truck. And there is some sort of high-speed chase in which he has to do a big comfort on her because she's very like, I am a murderer now. I killed a man. I did a murder. And he's like, it was a gut shot. (laughs) She's like, stop saying that. Stop saying it was just a gut shot. God. 
And so finally, then she looks at him and she's like, make me forget. Like, I want you to use me like your whore. And I want you to like, I mean, that's a good reason. Yeah. From me. Right. But he says, Mira, I just want to love you. And she's like, good. Come here. Do the thing. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to like hold you. That is not what I signed up for, sir. Show you what a beautiful, perfect healing angel you can be. I'm not going to do my wonderful horror thing that we both love when you feel bad and you want to feel worse. That's a fun times thing we do. That's not a trauma times thing. Okay. And she's like, actually, good point. And I was like, Alexia, (laughs) that's very astute. That is way too emotionally mature. I know. I loved it. I loved it. And she's like, I mean, I guess. And then he's like, don't worry. I'll still give you several orgasms. Like, it's still going to happen, but it's going to be in like a affirming way or something so they do they do fuck in the back of a moving refrigerated flower truck while on a high-speed chase and then i respect um, it it's pretty much happily ever after from there it's all coming up roses these pals no there's something literally he well he decides he has to send her away oh my god yes that you know that like the that there's no happy ending for them that she needs to go back to her life in in brooklyn or you know wherever she's living and and so the only way you know he has to set her free because something about i you you build up the sandcastles and i always knock them down so you have to go out and and build more sandcastles so guys like me can knock them down or something like that yeah so or he, like rebuild the things that the guys like me fuck up basically yeah right yeah and and she's been saying this for the whole book he's like you're mine and she's like we're from two different worlds He's like, no, mine, though. (laughs) But once he sees the haunted look on her face after she does that gut shot, probable murder, he's like, I have to let her go. And so he like in the mafiosos are so efficient because in a, a matter of like 24 to 36 hours, he has a guy go out to New York, close up her apartment open up a highly secure apartment within like a a security building, hire a whole team of elite bodyguards who will stay away, but, you know, just keep a little, keep a little eye on her. And, um, and And like a bunch of other shit. Yeah. I bet he packs for a vacation. Oh, (laughs) he totally does. Yeah. So the next day, like, he goes on, like, one last date with her, and they're, like, they're they're just, like, on this fucking marathon that she's completely in love with. And then, oh, my God. Okay, I'm so sorry. This is set up for book two, but it's also important. Where's the feral child? Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. So Victor has been acting real weird because they're going to, like, take down the organization from the inside. And everybody has a different assignment. Victor's assignment is to take down Valhalla, Jenny, which is Mm -hmm. their sex trafficking situation called Valhalla. Oh, noes. And brothel. Yeah, it's, yeah. Interesting. And all the ladies are on webcams. And, like, there's this one webcam that victor will not look away from and everybody's like what the fuck is going on so one one of these days she looks at victor and she's like ipad question mark and he's like oh yeah let me tell you all about valhalla and so she's like well when you dismantle this thing from the inside you're gonna need like products and procedures to get the ladies to safety 
Like you can't just deport them because most of them have been tricked trying to find a better life and they have nothing to go back to or whatever. So like you need to be able to figure out asylum and immigration and all the business. And so they spend their last night together like doing doing hot immigration spreadsheets and like law stuff. Does that she is... know it's their last night together? No. Okay. No. No. And and he says like Wow, is this because they're like they're snuggling on the bed and they're they're just brainstorming about how they can like set up the assembly line to freedom for these ladies, you know? And he's like, "Wow, is this what it's like to be in a normal life and relationship?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's like this or it might even be better." And he's like, "Oh, no, I'm sending you away." So he does send her away the next day. And he's like, go build those sandcastles out of the rubble that guys like me leave behind. And then he goes back to the place and he's ready to get his holsters on and fuck shit up. But then like this raven haired beauty that seems like a mirage comes through the lobby and he can't believe it's her. He's like, no, it's no. I haven't slept in four days. Like, it can't be her. And no, it's her. And so she comes right up to him. He, like, meets her in the middle of the lobby and they embrace. And he's like, Mira, what are you doing? And she says, you can't say things like that and then expect me to get on a plane. Like, I love you, too. And I'm going to stay. I'm going to help you take down this terrible organization. I'm going to help you get the ladies legal citizenship in the U.S. or whatever they want. And then afterwards, let's just, like, fuck off and build a life together. And he's like, yeah! And that's <laughs> that's how the book ends. Because where's, Feral Child the does brother? not reappear. They have to right. find him now. Oh, my God, Jenny. So, f- go ahead. No, 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 you, you, you. So, <laughs> Feral Child, we know throughout this book that there's a psychologist who, when the feral child is like taken to the hospital and treated for these leg infections or whatever, some psychologist gets his hands on the feral child to study him. Oh, that's not so good. So that's where that's where the feral child now is, is wherever this psychologist has taken him. Oh, that's yeah, not and good. everybody like decided it was a hoax or whatever. My favorite part, though, is that I'm, I don't know if I read this wrong, Joanna, but My understanding was that the guy who was the psychologist and hired the PI, the PI found out afterward that he's not even that psychologist. He's just a guy who's fixated on feral children to do something with them. We don't know what. And like probably study them, but not in any kind of you know, legit official, co- official yeah. capacity. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, incredible. I will say as a spoiler yeah. that when you get to book three, it opens with Kiro in some kind of <gasps> facility and yeah, yeah, he yeah. is like strapped down in yeah. a bed Yeah, and they keep him very heavily medicated because he's super strong he's and like, so he's strong. gotten out like a couple, you know, so like it's, who is his <laughs> like, love interest? Him, they yeah. keep <laughs> who is his love um, interest is it an is it a nurse is it a science hottie is she comes lady? in she posing she comes in posing as a nurse i think she's a journalist and I, she comes Loving in that. posing as a nurse and i think helps him get out yeah she does 
That's, of course she does. Well, that is a wild, wild story. And the, of course, we know that the the nun that Victor is watching in Valhalla is a woman back from Moscow that he remembers that, and she is the heroine of book two. And we find out that the only woman he ever loved, he also killed. Okay. Um, yes. But this woman looks mighty familiar and he doesn't, right. he doesn't can't, uh, oh. what's happening? What's happening, mm. everyone? <laughs> so, I mean, you have, the whole trilogy is bananas. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like this book. It's like the whole did world see... that she has developed is crazy. It's so good. Didn't see most of that yeah. coming. And like, it's just, it's like, it's absurd enough, but like just believable enough to be amazing. And the right. sex and the dirty talk and like the emotional arc that these two go through is masterful. It's really good. Like yeah. I was sounds uh, like it was really hot and Annika Martin, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That was an adventure. Who has some aftercare? Yeah. Joanna, do you have aftercare? <laughs> oh goodness. I do. I can go first for okay. one. Go first. Go first. Um so there is a debut that I think it comes out in the next couple weeks. It's called Every Summer After. And I think it's gonna be like the next beach reads. Um Ooh. Where, okay. like, I think it is it is about to get a lot of hype and a lot of interest. But in this moment, I haven't seen all that much about it. Um, and my very favorite CeeLo book always surprises everybody. It's Love and Other Words. Oh. Um, versus, like, one of the dirty ones. And yeah, yeah, yeah. this is very reminiscent of that. It's that sort of, like, split timeline of first love like you know they were kids together and they like fell in love in her summers at this lake house and then something went wrong 12 years ago <gasps> and they haven't seen each other or spoken since and so we're kind of like and his mom has died so she's gone back to the lake house town because she was like a mom to her and his brother has called and been like i think you should be here so she goes back and like sees him again and it just so you're like kind of getting the current timeline where they're seeing each other again for the first time in 12 years and clearly still like sparks oh, wow. are flying and like it's getting sexy times. But like also he might have a girlfriend and like stuff is happening. And then you're seeing the other timeline where they're like first love falling in love, like just that sort of swoony, like butterfly in your stomach yeah. feeling as you're reading of like that very first experience. And I don't know. It just like hit a spot for me. It was really good. Nice. Aww. Nice. Super wholesome compared to a mafia romance. Right. I love I, it. I don't I contain like? I don't fucking know. I don't. multitudes. You okay. took us on a U-turn um for aftercare. I'm <laughs> gonna aftercare, take us on another U-turn because I just found out. I have to watch it this weekend to um recap it with Aaron, and I'm so excited. The second edition <gasps> of 365 dni oh, has yes. hit the world everyone <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's exactly like it's this this is it's so good like if this is that it man has, like, is nacho he's like <sighs> that is that's the man i saw as alexio that hero from 365 oh, days oh yeah. that's oh a my good one. god yeah, like, I've been seeing yeah, Twitter reactions myself. to the new one, and it's been glorious. It's been a ride. I can't I'm wait. A ride. And I can't I'm wait. already, yeah. That's my aftercare because it's just like more, more is more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it supposedly is wild. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. So fucking and music is what I'm getting. That like the dialogue is not good, but if yeah, you, you don't just go, go for with, the like, dialogue. Vibes, oh no, fucking and music. No, no. It's yeah, cool. that was the first one too. And um, a love triangle. I hear. No, they would not show love triangle. Yeah, there's a new character named yes. Nacho. I'm not fucking kidding. Oh, there's an actual Nacho. Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. Awesome. And there, there's something I love about a love like. He's so jealous, though. How will that go? Oh, not well. (laughs) (laughs) I love a love triangle, so I'm like, yeah. Me too. I do too. Me too. I do too. There are not enough love triangles, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, everybody else can be mad, and I'm going to be into it. Yes, 100%. 100%. I was very excited when I discovered that the sequel to Praise by sarah kate yeah uh called eyes on me downloaded on my kindle because <gasps> i had pre-ordered it oh, yeah it's past joanna so that is what i'm currently in the midst of reading and this is it's called eyes on me and it is voyeurism <gasps> oh, so hello. it's another another one of the you know the four friends that owns this sex club he is a oh. voyeur he hasn't had sex in 10 years <gasps> wow he's a webcam girl and She's his stepsister. No, I'm in love with it. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Put it in my veins. Oh, no. (laughs) It's almost like they're like listening to us. I swear. She's like, "Ah." you think this is good? Stepsister. Like, let me just make it fucking bonkers. Yeah. Joanna, that was the perfect rollout, too. Oh, wow. The presentation on that. Yeah. That is exciting. I know. I, like, put it in my eyeballs. Those are definitely going on the list. I feel like the whole series, just somebody needs to come do it. I would, listen, I'm putting it out into the world. I would recap all three of these books with whoever wants to come on. I will definitely recap however many of the nonsense Joanna just said out loud. Now, here's a question about Dark Mafia Prince. Do you wish they had cut off her finger? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Same. I sort of wish that she, like, I. there was a piece of me that wished once she found out all, she was like, fuck it, take my finger, and, like, really got into it, being like, no, scar him. Yeah. I kind of wanted it to happen, but I also completely understand why it didn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever hear Sarah McLean talking about like take the you know, just take the go finger. ahead and take the finger, this is the book she's talking about. <laughs> because it's like we always say, like, just make just take do the it. finger. Go just hard. Be bold. Yeah. Like yes. take the finger. This Ooh. is it. Yeah, that would yeah. it really would have been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a choice. Uh-huh. But it was glorious nonetheless. Thank you nonetheless, for bringing it to us. It was um fantastic. What is your, I should have had the title up because I don't do titles. What is the latest book in Joanna Shoup's world? Oh, it's The Bride Goes Rogue at the end of <gasps> yeah. May. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's my dirtiest traditionally published no. book to date. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. exciting. There were no holds barred, really. I just <laughs> oh. like... <laughs> Pushing as many envelopes as I could. Yeah, so. you had her go rogue, it sounds like. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's like some anonymous masquerade sex. There's some <gasps> carriage sexy times. Yes. There's nicknames. There's a little DS happening. <gasps> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I really like, 
<laughs> I always, you know, it's like the kind of book where I expected my editor to come back and say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, maybe not, but she didn't. So I feel like we're pushing it Enjoy. there. Yeah. Like, there was this swing back to like rom-coms and, you know, and I feel like we're just like pushing, pushing, pushing. And they're like dirtier, dirtier, dirtier. Yeah. And they recognize <laughs> that that's where the market is going. And we just are like pushing that tide back. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of what I read. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. hi. Right. Um, so, <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I just, I couldn't stop myself. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. I love that you incorporated it into, like, what you do. It's so good. Yeah. Ah. Well, that is awesome. And... I mean, I feel like all of our listeners know where to find you online, but if they yeah. don't. Oh, Joanna Shoup where? is pretty much everywhere. Uh, JoannaShoup.com and Instagram. Those are the best places, really. Perfect. Instagram's your spot. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And we'll okay. link that in the show notes as well. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yay. Oh, my gosh, Joanna. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for this treat and dream. This was so fun. <laughs> you blew my mind this week. Albanian mafia. Who knew? Albanian mafia. Who knew? Yes. And I know you're Jenny. You're going to start book two. Yep. I know you're ready for you're ready for yep. Victor. Yeah. I basically spent that whole thing being like, but just make another video with with Victor. <laughs> like, can Victor come in on this? Yeah. I know. I want the crazy one who blows shit up. That's that. That's this. That's exactly this guy. That's exactly he'll him. Handle shit. And he's like so mercilessly logical and efficient he's just yeah. like no this is a to b is how we get there mm -hmm. um listen i did a speech about feral children when i was in high school and i feel like i have to read book three. Oh, you're ready you're <laughs> ready for it <laughs> you're ready you're ready <laughs> thank you for listening next week we've got a whopper planned for you Naima Simone and Andy J. Christopher are coming on to recap 365 DNI This Day. That's right, the Netflix sex movie. The one that makes no sense no matter which language you watch it in, and there are three offered in the movie. Ugh, it's going to be a blast. If you want to support the show, help us get to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts, or sign up for the Temple of Defiant Joy at any level. If you have a joy-loving friend, we offer annual gift memberships as well, which will match for someone on our assistance waitlist. Now, go enjoy your next bonkers read. And remember, anytime you have a character complimenting their brother on their skull-fucking technique, it's gonna be bonkers. <laughs> <laughs>